Hello and welcome to the Get Pucks Deep podcast. I'm John. I'm Zach. And this is episode two, the Michigan Tech versus Minnesota Duluth preview. So today's topics today include number 19 Michigan Tech versus now number three UMD Bulldogs. We're also going to be covering the first week of the NCAA game results from this week, previous weekend. We have the first impressions of the opening week uh, within the NHL and a few miscellaneous tidbits here that I just want to cover on real quick. Hey, Zach. Hi, John. Hi. You know what really grinds my gears? What's that, Peter? <laughs> it's when I search for our podcast the day it comes out and it's the first link in Google and now a couple days later I search and it doesn't even show up in the Google search. That's news to me because I don't search my own podcast. Well, I guess I'm just masochistic or narcissistic or both. Mm, probably both, to be honest. Yeah, so that's that's one of the miscellaneous tidbits here that I was a little upset about. Um, I forgot the other one at the moment. So we're going to move on to the first period. First period of Michigan Tech Hockey is brought to you by Nobody. Michigan Tech, please hit us up with that sponsorship. What happened last weekend, Zach? Well, uh, Michigan Tech had their black versus gold scrimmage. Uh, every year they have a scrimmage before the season starts where they split the team up halfway through and they usually play two 15-minute halves. This year uh, I wasn't able to attend in person because I'm no longer in Houghton, uh, but they did stream it online, so I was able to watch from the comfort of my own home. I guess just a little quick overview here. Um, what I saw that I personally noticed, at least that um, our speed was there for sure. Um, our goaltending looked pretty solid for the most part, and I don't know about you, Zach, but I saw a lot of sloppy passing and a lot of sloppy puck control. I'd agree with that. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I thought that Justin Misiak looked really good uh, going off that sloppy puck control. He was one of the few guys, other than maybe like Jake Jackson and, and Lucini, who you expect it from, uh, that really seemed to be in control whenever they touched the puck. He looked confident and skated with the puck as opposed to just quickly, you know, making a pass or trying to put it, you know, clear it into the offensive zone or something like that he was able to get the puck and look like okay now i've got time i can make a move i can beat this guy in front of me make you know make a smart pass something like that so that's encouraging to see yeah i would have to agree with you there um what i saw basically it felt like i was watching kind of like a preseason football game in the sense that they would pass the puck to the spot on the ice and not the person so like you know in football they pass to the spot and not the person a lot of the times yeah yeah it's, so, I mean, that's a little concerning to me because I, it was pretty bad. Right. Um, I guess you can get away with that if you're a real fast team. So if they're hoping that they're going to be faster than an average team, maybe they're trying to do something like that where they're going to dump it in and, and just beat teams right. to the puck. Uh, yeah, I, could, I can definitely see that. I will say that I, I do like the size comparison. I do think we got a little bit bigger this year than we did last year um, in addition to that speed. So I think we had like the best of both worlds almost. All right, it was a little hard to see that uh, watching from on the video, but um, yeah, hopefully hopefully that's true. Yeah, so I guess our next thing that we want to touch on is our last year, we did play UMD, right? We did. We actually we played, played them UMD. in the icebreaker. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking a question there. Rip. We played them in the icebreaker. That was rhetorical. Get wrecked. Um, anyways... I have the game sheet up here. We beat Minnesota Duluth in the icebreaker 4-3 to after scoring two in the first, two in the second, and they scored two in the first and one in the second. Um, some big things to note there was I think we had, uh, what was it, Miziak, Ford, Smith, all had big games as well. Yeah. Um, uh, goals for Tech were Auk, Bryce, Gould, and Miziak. Goals for Duluth were, oh God, Tufty, 
Wolf and Per Pervonich. Pernovich. Sorry, um, there's a particular friend of mine I would like to shout out. Um, Zach, I'm sorry for my pronunciations of hockey people. You're going to have to give me a break. Yeah, just uh, quickly. Um, I believe all three players who scored in the Icebreaker game for Duluth will be returning to the roster this year. Okay, that's good to know. Um, what were your big uh, takeaways from the Tech Duluth game last year that you remember? Well, I remember it was a really exciting game. Uh, Duluth came out and took the lead early. Uh, and we were able to come back and see, we, we brought it back to 3-2 Tech before they tied it up at threes. And then I want to say the game winner was the beautiful cross ice pass from Smith to Misiak, where they were both kind of streaking down the ice uh, two on one. And Smith crossed it to Misiak, who was crashing the net, and he was able to chip it up and score on that. I believe you're right, and I believe, if I remember correctly, you and I were both having heart attacks in the third period until it ended. Uh, it could have been due to the game. It also could have been due to the enormous amount of chicken tenders I had at the stadium. They are very good. Yes, they were. And I must say this, um, UMD, your Amsoil Arena has some of the comfiest hockey seats I've ever been in. I would uh, equate them to the Pizza Arena in Detroit. They were real nice. Anything else you would like to add for the icebreaker recap? It was a long time ago. No, it was, it was a good... Good game, good uh, trip, and I'd love to go back up there and watch a, a full series of Tech vs. UMD in Duluth at some point. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to it this weekend. I just got my tickets. Um, so moving on, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Tech Hockey Guide. Um, Tim Braun did three articles um, dividing up dividing up into forwards, defensemen, and goaltenders. They're really they're very interesting, and if you want to go to more in depth on um, each division within the tech lineup i highly recommend going over and reading them he goes in a little more depth than we did and he's a little more knowledgeable because he has access to like the coach and some of the players as well yeah definitely if you're listening to this uh you should have already read those articles before you listen to this uh but if you haven't definitely go check them out yep for sure tech hockey guide um highly recommend they're one of the go-to for especially i think it's wednesday they released their uh their preview for the weekend that sounds right okay moving on we did have some action. This is kind of pertinent to Tech Hockey. We had UMD versus the University of Minnesota. And we had a tie on Saturday where UMD lost in overtime. So they tied officially in the NCAA, but they you, um, Minnesota got an extra point, I think, that pairwise. I, I'm honestly not sure how that works right now. Um, pairwise is still kind of a mystery at the moment. And then on Sunday, UMD lost after being a after bombs were flying there, um, four to seven, um, in favor of Minnesota University, of Minnesota. Score again. looks like a Leaf game. I know, except uh, that one went into overtime. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're gonna have a pretty good matchup this year. It's gonna be a really, really good test, I would think, to show where we are as a team for sure. Because I mean, the polls show that we're nineteenth, and I think we're we shouldn't be ranked at the moment because we still have a lot of unknowns. This is just my personal opinion, right? But I think this will be a good test. I think if I was to, if I was a if I was a betting man, I'd say we split the series one one. I was gonna say the same thing. I was actually gonna put you on the spot for a prediction there. I'm predicting that we lose on Friday night four to one, and we come back mm -hmm. Saturday and we win three two. You see, what I think is gonna happen is I think we're gonna be too hyped up on adrenaline as the opening day for opening home and i think we're gonna win friday and lose saturday do you have any predictions on the scores 
Uh, Friday, I'll do. I'm gonna go big. We'll do three to one. Um, and then on Saturday, I say UMD wins. Will probably be a closer game. Uh, we'll do four three or three two. Okay. Okay, moving on to our second period here. NCAA hockey brought to you by the NCAA. Please don't hit me with. Please don't hit me up with that sponsorship. I don't want to be called a student athlete. They won't pay you anyways. It'll yeah, I know. That, that's the point. Education. Um, anyways, <laughs> another shout out here is to the CHN app on um, Android. I don't know if it exists in um, the Apple ecosystem. It's basically the college hockey news app. It has scores for everything, and it literally is like a college hockey fan's best friend when you're away from a computer. Hey, Zach. Did anything uh, memorable happen over the weekend? in uh, the world of NCAA hockey besides the UMD Minnesota well, game. Let me think. I feel like there was something. I might be forgetting it. Um, oh, oh, yeah. No, oh, I, oh, I, I did you hear um, one thing? No, 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 oh, no, 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 Dude, dude. Oh, go first. Yeah, go first. Yeah, the, the University of uh, Alaska Anchorage uh, split a series with Colorado wow. College. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then um, I heard um, through the grapevine some little news that, um, you know, uh, uh, Vermont upset uh, University of Michigan. Huh. Imagine that. Yeah, I know. It's what like, a beautiful thing. <laughs> um yeah if for anybody who doesn't know um michigan tech and u of m kind of have a i'd say a bigger than normal rivalry rivalry now because our head coach our head coach uh, our former former head coach mel pearson moved over to the university of michigan to replace uh what was, what was red baronson red yeah red baronson and so since his departure we've kind of had like a little um i guess you could call it just some beef with them right i, I guess i don't think Show who's the better team. I don't team. think it's necessarily a, a beef of the fact that he left. Uh, that was kind of expected. Uh, Mel Pearson spent many, many years as the assistant coach to Red Berenson. Um, it was really more the way that he went about doing it, uh, telling yeah. all of the players that he was going to be coming back to Michigan Tech and then a week or two later committing to go to Michigan. Uh, it's not the way you want to do things. Yeah, that's for sure. But um, in other news, um, from the Joe Sean Hour uh, this previous Monday of last week, so that would have been the first week of October, they mentioned that um, Michigan and Michigan Tech might be in talks for having some more um, uh, games against one another in Ann Arbor and up here in Houghton again. Mel Pearson is interested in coming up here again to play. So that could be an interesting, um, an interesting time. I remember the last time they were up here, the Stanley Cup was actually up here. It was quite amazing, and it was a great series. Yeah, it was great. We got to see uh, current Leafs player Zach Hyman uh, lose to Michigan Tech. It was a lovely time. We we, we got actually we kind of like kicked their yeah, butts. Yeah, it was pretty badly. it was pretty great. Uh, but even yeah. just disregarding that and the whole beef with Mel Pearson, which is hard to do, uh, it'll be good <laughs> to have. It's good to have teams of Michigan's caliber wanting to come up to Houghton. Uh, you know, this year we've got Duluth coming in uh, and to have another team out of the conference who wants to come in, who's usually ranked relatively highly even, uh, wanting to come in yeah. and play us, that's always a good thing for the, for the program. See, I got a prediction for next season or the, next, or the season after that. I think Wisconsin's going to be up here because we will be now going to them twice this year because we had the Hall of Fame game last year, and then we're, we have a full series this year. That does seem likely. A lot of times when you're in a kind of remote location like we are, or like, like Alaska or Alaska Fairbanks, uh, a lot of times you'll play two series in uh, a more central location uh, with a team, and then they'll come up and play one series there. You do two for one uh, because the, the travel for the teams is so such a long trip. Yeah. 
Um, I learned an interesting fact today. Um, college football, um, apparently, if you're a smaller school traveling to a bigger school and you usually don't play each other, sometimes the um, larger school will pay the smaller school a lot of money to show up too. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, that's why typically the first week of, of college football is is top-ranked teams playing against colleges that you don't even know exist, uh, and they win 77 to Three, except when it's some um, Appalachian and, State versus Michigan back in 2007. One of the best days ever. <laughs> I it just was actually um, spectacular. Uh, not sponsored or a planned shout out. I just watched. Um, there was a rewind episode on um, SB Nation about it, so that's how I know about it from today. Hey John. Yeah. What's it take to light up the big house? I I I don't know. One double A. Oh, I get it. Uh, 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 so good uh, anyways moving on <laughs> hockey we'll do hockey yeah, uh, <laughs> the wcha out of conference recap alaska please don't ruin this for the rest of us thank you zach please, alaska please <laughs> think of the pairwise so we've got some rankings for these teams this is all based off of the rpi ratings from last year uh, so it's not incredibly accurate because a lot of teams have lost players and gained new players, and there's lots of changes in college hockey, um, lots of turnover. But it gives us somewhere to start, at least. Uh, first off, we've got University of Alabama Huntsville, uh, who was ranked 51 last year, got swept by Miami of Ohio, ranked 30th. That's not real surprising uh but none of the games were even particularly close so that's a little disappointing in alabama's um defense they have been getting better over the years so they are they have been they are uh, slowly turning it around they're like on a 10-year rebuild plan someday someday over the rainbow they might just get that number one draft spot soon tm jack hughes please <laughs> all right moving on uh, Bowling Green played against Mercyhurst. Bowling Green was ranked 17th and Mercyhurst was ranked 22nd. So this is a, a better game. Uh, and Bowling Green destroyed them, but they only played a one game. They didn't play a two game series, but it was what, eight to two, I believe. I believe so. Yes. A Bowling Green massacre did occur in Bowling Green, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, moving Definitely on, I'll, I'll take over the spotlight here. Um, we have Lake Superior State University ranked 56th. They swept Merrimack, who was ranked 43rd. Um, as far as I know, they, I think they were pretty close games. Yeah, the I know on the second game it was a 1-0 victory for Lake State, and I believe the first game was a, a one- or two-point game as well. Yeah, it's off the top of my head. I know. Um, I think they were pretty good games. Um, I do know LSSU's, I think, top scorer and goalie got the WCHA Players of the Week, I think. In addition, I might be wrong. I did. I know one of their um, rookies is Rookie of the Week. That's for sure. Um, next up, we had uh, University of Alaska Anchorage, which was ranked 60th. They split the series with Colorado College, who was ranked 24th. I know the first game was a was a barn burner. It was like I think like 10 to two or eight to two. Yeah, it was. I believe it was 10 to. Uh, Colorado College destroyed Alaska Anchorage. They're really missing uh, Olivia Mantha. Uh, who oh, did he graduate? Finally, okay. yeah, Matt has finally graduated. Thank God. And so, <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank for those who don't know, um, he plays good against one team. That team just happens to be in Houghton, Michigan. Uh, that's not true. He plays okay. I'd say he even plays good against everyone. He's, know, he's a he, pretty good goalie. He, he just he stands on his head out against of his us, freaking though. mind against Tech for four years. 
it was it was bad like the amount of times we tied them or yeah, they tied beat us zero zero or tied one one and we'd have like 50 shots yeah it was it was bad it was insane Yep. And then last but not least here, we had uh, the University of Al- Alaska Fairbanks, who was ranked 57th. They got swept by the Arizona State University 53. This honestly doesn't surprise me that much. Um, we played ASU in um, the Desert Classic, and they kind of were just on a tear. I think that program's going to start getting scary good pretty quickly now in the next coming years. Yeah, they have a couple of pretty decent-looking players. I think they'll improve a lot uh, this year. We're still waiting for them to to actually get into a conference. Um, that'll help them with pairwise. But I think the team itself is actually making pretty quick strides. Okay, moving on. Um, so this week um, we have new polls. Um, Michigan Tech dropped from 18th to 19th, and Northern Michigan dropped out of the rankings. To be honest, and now this is what really surprised me. What I'm kind of proud of. We have five WCHA teams ranked or receiving votes. And that's kind of massive from where we were a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge improvement. I'm assuming it was Mankato tech, Northern Bowling Green and Ferris. Is that correct? I think, or here, I got it pulled up right here. I thought it was Bemidji. Oh yeah. Bemidji. Sorry. Yep. I have. Okay. So Minnesota state 11th because of quiet Michigan tech is 19th. Bowling Green is 20th. Northern is receiving votes. So they'd be 24 the 21st and oh no i'm wrong it's lake superior state oh really yes so Bemidji's not even receiving votes nope lake superior state got two votes they are beating brown college in the race and then wisconsin's 15 votes received so they're not even ranked vermont's beating harvard wisconsin massachusetts miami umass lowell maine omaha insert here um, but I just thought it was a great a great show of that our conferences might be starting to recover from the um, divides or the uh, re uh, what what is it called when the, conference... the restructure yeah thank re- you realignment no yeah realignment. realignment so I think we're finally getting to the point where we can say we're on the path to recovery from that realignment and I think um, we're finally getting pretty decent at the commitments and how to look for players that aren't necessarily the number one overall for all of college hockey, for example, for rookies and stuff. Um, thoughts on WCHA teams being ranked or receiving votes? I'll be honest. I'm surprised that Lake State is receiving votes, and I'm kind of surprised Bemidji didn't. Uh, but all in all, I think they're the top of the conference is pretty strong, uh, especially Northern Michigan Tech, Mankato and Bowling Green those four teams are are good teams uh, the middle of the conference is all right and the bottom is really bad um, hey yeah uh, the, I mean it could be worse we could be Atlantic hockey it's true we could I mean, be Atlantic hockey I mean let's let's be honest here Atlantic hockey has a number one team in the Air Force and everybody else is tied for I think eighth or ninth place basically that yeah that's pretty accurate really yeah, Air Force is the only thing going for Atlantic hockey, and they're not even on the Eastern Seaboard. They are in Colorado. Really? Because logic. Of course. Yep. Anyways, um, we're going to move on to the third period of, which is the NHL, brought to you by CCM and Bauer again, because hit us up with those collabs, JK, they're not actually sponsoring us. Anyways, um, first week overreactions. Um, Zach, no, hit, hit, hit me this. up with those overreactions. Let me take this. First of all, I just have to make this point clear. This is the greatest time in the NHL season. No, it's not when the Stanley Cup is awarded. No, it's not playoffs. 
No, it's not when Brad Marchand actually receives the suspension. No, no, no. This is overreacting and extrapolating from a very small sample size to make <laughs> hot takes. Jay Zach, give me your hot take now. My hottest take. Austin Matthews is going to break Wayne Gretzky's point record because he's going to score 218 points this season. Okay, you want my hot take? Yes. The Blackhawks are never going to lose again in regulation. All of these are currently what's happening, and I believe they will be sustainable. (laughs) Austin Matthews is going to continue to shoot at a 50% rate, and he's going to have the Rocket Richard with 136 goals. I like the Matthews and Taze will tie for the Rocket with 136 goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one actual legit point I do have to bring up is that I know Austin Matthews has worked a lot on his shot during the soft season. He actually like reworked on how like restructured how he takes his shot, mm-hmm. basically from the ground up. Uh, but the thing that people aren't bringing up about his game that is really up this year is he worked on his Selly game hard this summer. And his sellies so far, he's had five goals, and they've all been top-tier sellies. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that his most recent one um, kind of pissed off one Patrick Kane, and so when he just charged down the, down the, down the ice and scored again, he, uh, he had to one-up him and redo his sellie to an actually cheering crowd. It was a thing of beauty. Yes, it was. I'm not it was, even it was, it was the great battle of the sellies. Anyways, yep. um, moving on here. Apparently, Zach thinks Vegas is clearly trash. Um, care to elaborate? Yeah, Vegas is clearly trash. And you know what else? San Jose's trash. And on top of that, Eric Carlson, that trade, total bust. He's played three games. He's only got one assist. What a terrible player. Not even any good. So what you're telling me is is Ottawa made off like a bandit with that bag of pucks? Dude, they got a bag of pucks in one like ECHL player. They're winning. Yeah, against the Leafs. See, they clearly won. Actually, one of the, one of the guys they traded for had two goals against the Leafs. I almost <laughs> cried. I'm so sorry. We took them to overtime. I don't think the Blackhawks are going to do any. Ward is not a starting goaltender in the NHL anymore. The guy who scored two goals was a defenseman. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Anyways, you want to hit me up with this last point so I can refute it? Okay, so... The Capitals are currently on pace to score 533 goals this year, and I think that's pretty sustainable because Tom Wilson is no longer in the lineup, so they're playing much better. I'll have you know, if Tom Wilson was in that lineup, Brad Marchand would not go would have not have gone after Lars Ellers. That's true because they wouldn't have scored seven goals. <laughs> that's not Marchand what I meant. Marchand wouldn't be pissed if they didn't score seven goals. God, on it. that was just like a t-ball shot right there. Just throwing softballs at me bud Ugh. anyways tom wilson we'll, we'll get to him soon um anyways i think the caps will be better when he gets back i think he's going to be a first or second line i think he's a wing winger um yes, just based winger. just based on his contract size he has to he has to perform and after that suspension i think it did the trick and he will finally be performing to the caliber that we all know he's probably capable of <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's amazing. Every word you just said was wrong. Probably capable of. Okay, so just because he's getting paid money does not mean he's got to perform. I know. Like, I mean, look we've at we've never look, seen a contract that's been like, oh, we're gonna pay you four million dollars, and you're, oh, wait, you're not good. Ah, oh, dang it. We really thought you were good after one playoff run. Hey, Zach. Dang it. Hey, Zach. 
Do I need to remind you of uh, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane last season? Yeah. It's, it's what happened? They underperformed. They underperformed vastly. <laughs> right. There's a big difference between Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, who had proven they were good players, got paid, continued to be good players for a while, had a bad year, and this year maybe they're back. We'll see. Yeah, They've the, been playing phenomenally so far. The only difference between them and Tom Wilson right now is a 20-game suspension. No, that's not true. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> You're anyway, so dumb sometimes. Yes, I know. That's the point. I'm trying to defend Tom Wilson when I can't. Yeah. Anyways, I the only reason I kind of like him is because he was on my fantasy team last year, and I ranked up the points via PIMS, and that was great. Oh, yeah. He's good for fantasy teams, assuming he's playing. Assuming your league gives you points for penalty minutes. Like, he's a good fantasy player. Moving on. Um, the next segment is, if you're familiar, the penalty box. Um, again, if you're not familiar with the rules, we have two minutes to rant about each... Two minutes each to rant about anything related to hockey. And I have a topic again this week. Zach, do you have a topic? I do not. Okay, do you want to hit me up with that timer? I'm ready when you are. Okay, give me a countdown. Three, two... One. Hello, my name is Jonathan, and I'm going to be talking to you today about suspensions, or the lack thereof, because your name is Brad Marchand, or your name is Tom Wilson. So, um, NHL, you have a Department of Player Safety for a reason, and um, not that I'm saying that what you did with Tom Wilson isn't good or bad. He deserved to be suspended. Was 20 games a lot? Probably. I would have probably gone with the 10-game suspension. Um, but anyways, the problem here is Brad Marchand. Um, if anybody else in any other profession licked somebody more than once, they would be fired. You guys are not doing what you need to do to control that man. He is hurting people. He is a dirty player. And the only reason you are giving him the opportunity to slide is because he's one of the top guys in the Bruins system right now. He's a top scorer. He's a top forward. And you're letting him get away with basically highway robbery at the moment. While you hurt other players like Tom Wilson, who is worse, I will say that, but proportionally, Brad Marchand isn't much better. He's a danger on the ice, he's he's not a nice person, um, to keep my language clean, and you really need to get your policy together, and the guy attacked Lars Eller. He, he just straight up attacked Lars Eller, wasn't fighting, and he did not get a suspension whatsoever, and that is unacceptable. You need to protect hockey players, they are paid too much money now, owners will complain to anywhere they want i don't know as high as they can go and you need to get your system together you need to fix this because this is just a safety issue and that's nothing more and that's all i got right now i'm not trying to get too emotional here it's pure safety that, that's it you still got 14 seconds um uh go hawks bruins are awful and i hope marchand gets his face punched in boom Three, two, one, and you're out of the box. I, 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 okay. Get out there and keep your stick on the ice. Last time I did that, I tripped a girl, remember? <sighs> yeah, I remember. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, this episode of Line Change is, or this segment of Line Change is brought to you by nobody because we have no sponsors. Zach, do you have an idea for Line Change today? I like your idea. Okay, um... So, you know what's coming up at the end of this month? What's that? Halloween. Oh, yeah. 
And you want to know what's uh, great about Halloween? Uh, candy. Nightmares that you get from sports mascots. Ooh, better AKA than horror stories. Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyer. The living embodiment so for those of who, the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> so for those who are unfamiliar, Philadelphia finally released their newest mascot, Gritty. I don't know what the heck he is. He would be. He is a Muppet that went through a nuclear reactor and mutated into something that is quite scary. I'm pretty sure it's and just this, animal after he let himself go plus like meth or something <laughs> so the topic of gritty got me kind of excited and thinking about some of the worst mascots in yeah, sports history and and then opening that up to more than just hockey but for the first couple for the first couple here on my list that i could think of and then zach added one at the end um i just stuck strictly with hockey so number number two after gritty i put the providence friar that man is terrifying holy cow so we played Michigan Tech played against Providence or we didn't play against sorry we were at the same uh, regional for the national tournament last year as Providence and so we got to witness the Providence fire firsthand and he's terrifying dear god that is a terrifying no mascot. pun intended no pun intended uh, <laughs> but that is a very very frightening mascot it's just so unnerving it, it reminds me of the nun from the the Blues Brothers, to be honest. Exactly. But, like, a mascot. Yeah. So, the next uh, next one I could think of was the Oilers Hunter. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, I am familiar with that one. I don't really agree with that one. That one doesn't, like, scare me as much. I'm okay with it's, that one. It's, it's not a good one, though. Oh, it's not, it's not good, but I thought we were going with, like, scary ones. Apparently, well, I, I was reading some other articles and they were comparing the Oilers Hunter as a scary mascot as well. Anyways, um, so I just added it in. A couple other sites were comparing Gritty to Hunter to see who was scarier. Um, and then the next up was the Wichita State Wushuk. 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 Thank you. And this thing is absolutely terrifying. It is a... A uh, young Frankenstein meets a bundle of wheat. I think that's an accurate representation. I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, that it, it's like it's like if if like it's like if a wheat hay bill became a person and was that kind of person that said, "My dad can beat up your dad." I mean, it's really just like Kansas personified. Like, Basically, actually, yeah. yeah I mean, quite right. It's, it's not very flat, I guess, but otherwise yeah yeah it's kind of scary it's yeah anyways next up um everybody knows this the penn state natty lion nittany. for whatever reason what penn state nittany lion oh my bad i'm still gonna call it the natty lion well papsack's gonna give you a hard time about it well he always does he can just drink a natty light he'll be fine anyways this thing is absolutely terrifying it looks like a bear and a badger had a child and uh yeah that's my hot take on it what do you think yeah it's been scaring small children for decades you would think that a, a big 10 school would have the uh i don't know money and resources to come up with a mascot that isn't terrifying see i feel like it's one of those things where like someone's grandma made it in the 30s and they're just like but grandma made it we can't get rid of it grandma made it 
<laughs> that's that's can, the feeling I get there. I can honestly see that. That reminds that looks like one of the first like you know when you go to a when you're in elementary school and you have to do your first play. It looks like one of those homemade bear costumes. That's what I'm that saying. Your mom, it, it looks like something made grandma you. made, and everyone's just like, I mean, we know it's awful. Like we get it, but we got to be nice to grandma. It looks and like that's just been going lion, on for it looks decades. Like a mountain lion got caught in alcoholism. To be honest. That hits too close to home. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, um, Zach added this one in, and I think it's one of the best. Do you want to hit me up with it? So this is, for a very brief period of time, the University of Michigan had a mascot called Willie the Wolverine, and there are a couple of pictures on the internet, and that's all that survives of Willie. He lasted one or two football games, and they canned it. It's so bad. Uh, can you uh, can you explain something to me real quick? What's up with colleges naming their naming their naming their mascots Willie? We have Willie the Wildcat and Willie the Wolverine. Why? What? Why did they think that would be a good idea to have Willie as the name of anything? I got nothing. Because what do you think of when you first think of Willie as a grown at, grown man or a college student? Exactly. I didn't even have to say it. Come on, guys, get your get your stuff together. But that's all I had for mascots. You got anything else? No, I don't think I have any other mascots really. Um, yeah, that's I mean, about it. yeah, half half of the college hockey teams are bulldogs. So I mean, I don't, I don't got much. Yeah, it's pretty lame. It's kind of like being a high school team called the Eagles. Yeah, or or the Hawks. That was, that was my high school name, by the way. Anyways, um, overtime. The only thing I got for overtime is uh, draft strats. Um, we are having our fantasy hockey draft tonight. Um, Zach, you have any draft stats? Uh, strats? Well, my strat is uh, top secret. And I don't want anyone to know it. Uh, it's definitely not the same strat that I used last year. Okay. So you want to know what my draft stat, my draft stat strats is? Pick all of the dirty players. Nope. I'm going to pick the players that get pucks deep. They get pucks to the net. And they win some hockey games. That's what I'm getting. Fair enough. Yep. So other than that, um, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Our sponsors today are Nobody. Please hit us up with that sponsorship. We want all the free stuff. Um, Bauer, CCM, Michigan Tech, Tech Hockey Guide. Anybody out there who wants to give us money or give us sponsorship, we'll hit that up. Anything else you want to add, Zach? We're a team. We're, we're a team? Is a pure Dorian joke and it, it fell flat. Yes, yes, it did. Anyways, I'm John. I'm Zach. And uh, don't forget to get pucks deep, get pucks to the net, and win some hockey games. Thanks, and have a good night. Okay. Okay, we're going to get rid of the add a good night thing. Yeah. No, okay. this is all going in there. Okay, uh, now you have to cut of, it. I'll get rid of that. No, I can just cut it right <laughs> off right before you said. No, I do like the I do like the bickering at the end. That is kind of fun. Kind yeah, of most fun. most of this is staying in. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're good then. I'm gonna stop recording. Hi, Papsiak.